0: RDTDaily.com presents a Tarabuster with comedian Tara Devlin.
1: Yo. All right. Hey, how's it going? Eh, I'm fair to partly cloudy. It's been better. It's been worse. What's up? My name is Tara Devlin, and we meet at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels usually on saturday evenings that's our regularly scheduled program everything else is up for grab so i'm doing a show tonight because i feel like it and it's for my mental health it's i'm not going to do a three-hour show because i also i realize for my mental health i need to i need to get some sleep too i haven't been sleeping properly and uh, i guess i'm racked with anxiety so, it's really not good to not sleep. So, but there's a lot going on in the world. That's one consolation is that I know I'm not alone. So, one good thing is to share, sharing and caring. So, I share and I goddamn care. And maybe I care too much. So I used to think, wouldn't it be nicer? I guess not nicer, but. Wouldn't it be easier? Is it easier to be a sociopath? I wonder. Not really. Actually, I did read a book. It's called The Sociopath Next Starts. one of the more famous uh, palatable books on sociopaths. And I remember, now that I'm saying that, that sociopaths often actually end up killing themselves. Oh, we can only hope that could happen with Twitter, but i don't think that's gonna happen to him he's definitely a sociopath he's definitely i ain't i'm not a i have a lot of i had a lot of therapy i'm almost i could be pretty much qualified to give armchair therapy maybe i can hold up a uh, hang out a shingle a couple of classes or something but uh, so i don't know exactly He's a malignant narcissist. He's definitely a sociopath. He definitely has no empathy. And I think that's a malignant narth- narcissist. I, I, I suppose there's a lot of overlap there. But he's the kind of malignant narcissist, and we, we spoke about this on the f- show before, not like Hitler. Hitler was, he was a true ideologue, a true racist a true anti semitic ideologue. And also, he has a lot in common with Twitler, in a way. We, um, many of the, um, just the, the people who he surrounds himself with, the Lickspittles, I think that that's kind of, that's probably just a human thing, too. If you study the history of the rise and fall of the Third Reich, you see that, Um, human beings are human beings. It's also, it's very frightening. Everyone should study that history. If you, if you asking me, I mean, this is my show. So I guess maybe you're wondering, but I think that everybody should, that should really be, we should all be scholars in that time in history. It's not that long ago. People are still alive who survived it. It says it's telling About what we are capable of, the human condition, how we can turn on each other. And this is why I'm hypersensitive to anything, anything remotely that smells of fascism. We see it all over in this country. But as far as Twitler is concerned, when he, in his relation or his similarities between him and, and Hitler, between Twitler and Hitler, the, um, I think partly it was also his not knowing what the fuck he is. He, I mean, T- Hitler also had that thing that Twitler has where he thinks he's, he's a scholar. He thinks he knows better than everybody by mere fact of who he is. I guess that's malignant narcissism. He doesn't have to study anything. So Hitler would deride his generals who would tell him, try to give him advice. Oh, you went to military college. I'm a, I'm just a corporal. Look at how far I was able to conquer Europe. I conquered France. I conquered Europe in 10 days. Or parts of Europe. So, you know what I mean. It's this, but do you see that happening with Twitlers, with Twitler's administration? The inability to call him out. To yeah, the and Eli on the chat, lust for money. Uh, business loves fascism. This is why it's the the merger of corporate and state. I don't care. I know how infantile Republicans are, conservatives in general. They're just infants, and that's why I named the show tonight, and I'm bringing the receipts tonight. The, the, the name of the show is Conservatives Are Unfit to Hold Leadership Positions in a Modern Nation. They, they are. You want, a, you want a crappy nation that sucks? An archaic cesspool of corruption, greed, selfishness? indifference, income disparity and upward immobility where people at each other's throats, murder, death. Then you call in the Republicans, well, conservatives, call in a conservative. Fascism is a conservative ideology. Big business loves fascism because it keeps people in line. It's one of the first things that Hitler did was dismand dismantle labor unions, democracy in the workplace. And labor unions were considered unpatriotic. The big business loves having a supplicant workforce at their disposal. And especially slave labor, too. Another aspect that capitalism and and fascism big business loves this is not too long ago so i don't want to hear any bullshit about uh you know oh we can't talk about now it's just too far-fetched well we should open our our minds because we have um the mirror is staring us right in the face and we better we better adjust you don't curse the mirror. You fix your effing face. Yes. Resist evolve. I'm not an expert, but I took abnormal psych- psychology. I remember that from class. Wait, I remember that from class. People with personality disorders rarely get over or cure them. Yeah. That's why you don't want to give them power. So what I see w- with Twitter Obviously he thinks he's he's the best, he knows everything, and he won't he, he wouldn't end up like Hitler in the sense of putting a bullet in his own brain because he's he's he loves himself too much. He would never give us the fake news or whoever or the liberals or the uh, Antifas the satisfaction. But who knows? He he would go the Nero route who why all forced to commit suicide he would be crying out how how much the world have uh would be missing such the greatest artist and in the end well this is where hitler and twitler also have similarities you know what happened in the bunker with hitler in the bunker he he turned because the war was lost he it took Everybody knew it, but him, and they didn't want to tell him. That's the other thing. He was moving armies around the the board that didn't exist, and no one wanted to upset the dim, the dumb leader, the dumb Führer. Just like in our fascist wannabe dictatorship. And at the end, he blamed the German people. This is why he wanted to completely destroy. He ordered the, what was left of his armies to destroy the infrastructure of Germany, and he blamed the German people for the, that they had failed him. It wasn't him. It wasn't his ideology. It wasn't fascism. It wasn't the, the whole, uh, his movement. The German people, they failed. And that sounds a lot like Twitler to me. Who do you think he would be blaming? He's not he wouldn't blame himself. And up until the end, just like with Hitler, there were people who they under when they heard that Hitler had committed suicide, they committed suicide too. Not just um what's his face? The, Go- the Goebbels family. So the average Germans. They couldn't imagine themselves living, living it without their dumb Führer, their dim leader. We have a similar cult happening here in the United States of serfs and lords. Because in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. They're incapable. They're incapable of functioning in the free democratic society that they only pretend to love they can only pretend to love it because it's way over their heads what we're trying to do this is why they're always whining and complaining and presenting themselves or positioning themselves as the victims no matter what when they are the victimizers when they're the ones concentrating wealth they ultimately hate the American people. They hate the working class. There is absolutely no doubt. they say it and so they don't even have to openly say it. they act like that. who first of all look at Twitter they I don't know did they cancel the rally in Tulsa? Here's a guy in the middle of a pandemic. He doesn't care about the American people. How many Americans have died? We have more death in this country. We have more cases of the coronavirus. And this fucking idiot wants to hold a rally for his dum-dums and make them sign a waiver that they won't sue him. Because he knows that, hey, some people are going to die. This is what happens in fascism. So, let me see, and I'm telling you, they, it's ultimately conservatives, somebody who is tuning into the show for the first time, they'll say, oh, well, not not you guys, not normal people, I'm talking about right-wingers, they might say, oh, you have so much hate in your heart, how come you hate, you hate conservatives, you hate republic. I don't hate them. I pity them. I hate them like, you know, here's the thing. W- liberals don't hate conservatives. I hate their moronity. I hate their stupidity. I hate that they are the albatrosses around our national necks. I I don't like them. I don't want to hang out with them. I don't want to sleep with them. I would never. First of all, that's a deal breaker right there. You don't want to sleep with one of them either because they're selfish. Who wants to go to bed with somebody who's selfish? Thinks about only themselves. Like Twitler. You know he sucks in bed. We've been over this before. Not that I have been there or really overthought it. But you understand. The only way Melania allows him to climb on top of her is because she, she is a trophy wife. This is what they do. She was she came to the United States looking for somebody, some uh, big daddy to take care of her. She hooked a She hooked a uh, the, a prolific con man. But you can't tell me. Come on. That these two, these two crazy kids are in love? No fucking way. He needed to upgrade his wife. He needed a newer model of someone on his arm she has she's nothing to really ultimately it's that's the other mark of a sociopath and a well malignant narcissist i guess i'm using them interchangeably yeah ivankus too uh, darth on the chat same thing all of his children that's why he doesn't they all know this is what's so fucked up about the trump kids you would think that at least maybe one of them might rebel You know what I mean? They might. Maybe one of them didn't become the entire waste of human DNA that the entire, the rest of the family are, or is, however you pronounce it. And But no, they all have to, they're all really vying for daddy's love. Because it's something in us, primarily. We want uh, whatever it is. You know, we love our parents. You, it's... uh, it's a it's it's a primal instinct. I mean, I, we love our children for the most part, unless some, unless you're a sociopath or a malignant narcissist, and in that case, your child is an appendage. It's nothing. It is what they can do for you, how they make you look. So, of course, Donald Trump Jr. understands this in his 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 ugly soul somewhere in his ugliness he gets it that he can't be somebody who is not ugly on the inside he has to be as equally repugnant as his giant con man daddy who he pines for love and that's why when those when those um performance artists the comedians they change the cover of his book in the window of Barnes & Noble to Daddy, from Triggered to Daddy Please Love Me, we all laughed because it's true. The thing about humor is it has to have an element of truth in it. This is another reason why conservatives aren't funny. Not only are they not funny, because in order to be funny, in order to... Uh, they've always tried like when the daily show was on they had their own version of it and it always turns out to be an an abysmal failure and not funny and also mean because they are they're they're, they are the oppressors and they are what, what are they laughing at they're making fun of the underdog they're the it's like some um, hot model making fat jokes. You know what I mean. You don't come off at. It's not funny. It's just mean. And the and the world. The world is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with these people? These people are disgusting. So anyway, I'm really going off on different tangents. And anyway, so as I was saying, that really the point is conservatives hate. They hate the people who vote for them. They hate the people they pretend to represent. They only, they represent the rich. They like those people. And this is why conservatives loathe democracy. You think they want to spend their time hanging out with the dum-dums at the Nuremberg rallies? No way. Trump needs that. He needs that for his narcissistic supply. That's about it. You think he really wants to hang out with them? He wants to go out to dinner with them. He wants to go uh, eat McDonald's with them. Shove some more dead animals in his fucking fat carcass mouth. No, he doesn't want to hang out with them. He hates them. They're They're nothing but a means to an end for him. And including the narcissistic supply. That's all they are to him. If you are not a sycophant, you... You are, you're nothing. And guess what? Even the sickle fence, they'll get what's coming to them too. He will never hesitate to stab them in the back, just like he stabs the American people in the back, the workers. Those who he pretends to represent. Oh, the forgotten man and woman will be forgotten no more. Yeah. Really? Then, how come you have? I mean, it's all a sham. How come you're funneling more money into the arms of the rich? Why uh, this GOP tax scam? You know how they passed the GOP tax scam that funneled in the least upperly mobile with the widest income gap country where the rich are more, but the, the income gap is wider than it was in ancient Rome and the rich are have record profits. And yet, the American people, 80% of the American people live check to check. The fucking, the goddamn conservatives did, as soon as they got their grip on power, just like during FDR, after uh, the New Deal, after the Republicans were in the wilderness for many years, and there was a brief moment they got control. They had control of the Senate, and they were able to pass legislation, and... This is what the problem with the American people or people in general. We have forgetters. We forget that the Republicans are disgusting and they will stab you. These are the people who will steal your wallet and help you look for it. This is who they are. And when they had the the control of the House and the Senate and for a brief moment, what did they do? They limited labor unions. They 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 attacked unions, just like Hitler. Hitler didn't like unions either. There was a, one of the first things they did was dismantle the trade unions. So when effing Republicans come at you with uh, this whole bullshit about liberal fascism, how liberals are fascist, or because we want everybody to have health care, like. Health care, like the Nazis had health care. The Nazis had health care since, I, I'm not sure what year, but many years before, not the Nazis, the Germans had, had um, universal health care for decades before Nazis. But that's besides the point. We know how ridiculous it is. They can't, they don't want you to catch on. They don't want the American people to catch on exactly the, what the ruse is. That they are mocking you, laughing at you. That they hate you. I, I don't hate them because ultimately, you know why? I may, I may have no time for them. I don't want to hang out with them. I don't want to talk to them. I'm sick of them. They are boring. They're tediously boring on top of it. They have nothing to say. They don't bring anything new to the table. They are... Uh, ignorant willfully ignorant at that which is the worst but that if we have our way if progressives prevail and we eventually will i just hope it's in my goddamn lifetime because we are on the right side of history and the right side of humanity but if and when progressives prevail even the filthy freaking disgusting conservative Trump and Z Nuremberg rally dupes will also reap the benefits of the society that we make possible that these albatrosses try to dismantle at any any or it's not just that they try to dismantle in their minds they think they're oh he working for the working class. This is all, you know, uh, I never got a job from a poor person. This is what I hear from them. No, oh, rich people give us jobs as if they, it's putting the cart before the horse. They have zero understanding of the fact that we didn't have build a middle, middle class in this country at one time because the rich felt like trickling it on us even so we know that how stupid they are because even now for example the pre-existing conditions that republicans all pretend that they're fighting for so oh republicans like those benefits they like pre-existing condition benefit oh don't worry i will always protect your pre-existing condition benefit well where have you been while they're in court trying to roll it back so that's how much the conservatives hate the people who vote for them. They hate their supporters because they know they're idiots and they're laughing at them. They, are, they laugh at them more than we laugh at them. I just laugh at them because they're stupid and they misspell their signs. And they're also, I mean, there's so many reasons to laugh at them. If only they were just merely comical rather than dangerous stupid these are the stupid people that who cheered hitler because he made germany great again he built the autobahn he put people back to work oh and who needs a labor union those labor unions just get in the way of progress you know uh i i hear i hear um I hear people here in this country say shit like that. They get in the way. Oh, I don't see what labor unions do. These are ignorant statements. What are you talking about? You don't see what labor unions do? How about the eight-hour workday, the weekend, sick leave, re- uh, if you have retirement security? No wonder everything's being rolled back, you see? Because just like the fascist in Nazi Germany... The fascists here—they don't like an uppity workforce. Not in the least. They lo- and so do big business. Their business masters—the ones that they actually work for—the ones that are in—they're th- hanging out in the wine cave on both sides of the aisle. I hate to tell you, laughing. Well, but the Republicans are even worse. We understand, just because the Republicans are worse doesn't mean that the Democratic Party is perfect. And we're, <laughs> we need reform, period, end of sentence, on both sides of the aisle. The Republicans are irredeemable. And I contend, they really are. There's something fundamentally disgusting and wrong and, and backward and, and sick about them. They have the collective maturity together. Of a a schoolyard bully's taunt. And we'll talk about that in a minute, because I wanted to talk about Ted Cruz. It's fascinating watching these freaks behave the way that they behave, like children, and think that they're fit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. They are... They walk around pretending to love Jesus, pretending that they're working for the people when they behave like that. They set no models for young people to emulate. They are disgusting disgraces. The same Ted Cruz who Donald Trump, you know, he said Donald Trump would destroy the Republican Party and if, he, if he's the standard bearer, we deserve it, and who mocked his wife. The looks of his wife, honestly, really, what is wrong with Ted Cruz's wife? Not, a, I mean, we know what's wrong with her. How how do you marry Ted Cruz? How do you have sex with a Ted Cruz? I feel bad for their children. Hopefully, one of them will wake up, but they can't help it. If it's their, you know, they can't help who their father and mother is, but. You imagine your spouse, your significant other, someone that you building a life with, you took a vow to build a life with this person. And they and, the, and they are sucking up to the fucking con man, to the disgusting con man who, in front of the whole world, called you ugly. And you allow that man, that person, into your bed? Uh Uh-huh. How? What's wrong with these people? There's something damaged in them. And that's why they need, they pine for the daddy. The big authoritarian daddy. It's like they want to be abused. It's so much easier for them. Well, I mean, there's so many ways to dissect this psychologically those who the dumb dumbs who follow the autocrat that's a different story and then you have the sycophants maybe some of them actually mean it but it's pathetic they are they are pathetic there's nothing more pathetic than a ted cruz and a matt gets and a Jim Jordan, these pigs—no offense to pigs—but they really, they're disgusting. And any person, any functional adult, an emotionally stable—you know, not that everybody doesn't have their good days and bad days. So, but in an emotional, somebody who is uh, an emotional adult to vote for those goddamn losers those freaks these disgusting w- wastes of of air you're going to say to ted cruz oh yeah that's my guy go and represent me in the halls of power it's don't they have any dignity do they really how low can you go well don't, i don't want to i really don't want to know the answer to that question but i want before i continue i just want to say thank you patricia for your super chat i see that and thank you jim of course for your super chat and if you can become a patron please do at patreon.com slash and if you want the liberal media to continue if you like the liberal media if you're one of those normal patriotic americans who know who understand that we can't do this without the actual real liberal media we can't we don't have a hope frankly without shows like this and i'm not just tooting my horn it's not about tooting the horn it's about spreading the message of what's really going on in this country and how we can fix it it's not that hard You know, simple but not easy. It's not that hard. And I'm telling you, we'll get to this too, but it's not just police reform, all right? We know this. All right, but before I continue, I wanted... I said I was bringing the receipts. So, as... I don't know, the the last show, or maybe the show before we were were watching... um, Maybe it was the last show, yeah. William F. Buckley... The most pretentious, fake-ass, intellectual, rich, born on third base, thinking he hit a triple, one of these motherfuckers. Whiny little victim, professional victim with a trust fund. As always, kicking, da- kissing up and kicking down. That's who they are, conservatives. They should be ashamed of themselves, the way they behave. If they had the capacity for shame, they would be. But... I was, I don't know, I came across this video and I grabbed it and I was like, here you go. This is exactly what we were saying. It proves my point. Conservatives hate you. And they say it out loud now and then. Here's William F. Buckley speaking with Margaret Thatcher. You've got a house and food
2: coming to you, and you will do what you're told to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then perhaps you won't mind. I suppose it's the difference between mm. being born free and living life like an animal at the zoo in a cage. Yeah. All right. Um, some animals do live lives in cages, um, but I mean, for me, freedom yeah, is most, part most of life. Don't it's vote. all <laughs> Well, so,
1: so I only use like. that as an example. Did you hear what that motherfucking scumbag just said? Excuse my French. She said, they're talking about, they're metaphorically discussing, they're discussing the social safety net, they're discussing minimum wage. Of course, William F. Buckley, he's all pissed off that people get a minimum wage and that there's a social safety net. And he interrupts Margaret Thatcher, and she's saying some people they're they they're like animals in the zoo that's what they're talking about humans they're comparing you some people are just like zoo animals and fucking william f buckley says well the animals don't vote though this is how he really felt and that's your conservative intellectual for you and this is what they all think. Underneath it all. They hate the working person. They hate them. It goes deeper, listen. For me, feel yeah, most, most of life, it's
2: so, <laughs> Well It's so
1: Well, I only use body. that as an example to he show you. He thinks he's so the funny, right? Look at his disgusting face. <laughs> Look at his gross face. Laughing at himself oh how clever some animals don't vote this is what he says in front of the people in front of uh, on tv for recorded history that's what he says could you imagine what they say behind closed doors what he said behind closed doors this is how they think well, animus, Some animals don't. He's more human. So you know, all men are well, and women are created equal. But some are just more equal than others. And how do you tell? Well, how many, how much money do they have? That's it. How much money did their daddy leave them? Were they able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and inherit their daddy's advertising agency? Let's say, like, Donnie Deutsch? Or were they able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and become the, I don't know, uh, executive vice president of their daddy's corporation? Huh? Well, here, they continue now. I I had to grab this because it was making me sick. And... Pain shared is pain lessened, as they say. So,
0: I I was about to give you an example uh, of something recently written by an eminent professor.
1: Listen to his pretentious George
0: Stigler, University of Chicago.
1: Voice. Oh,
0: yeah. He said, "You know, there there are a few things that economists he has a real
1: bug up his ass about George about uh, wait yes George Stigler. Uh,
0: there, There are a huge number of things about which we are very vain that we don't know at all." But certain things we do know, and uh, one of them, for instance, is that minimum wages will not raise the level of income.
1: That's bullshit, by the way. But you see how they say it. This is how it gets out there, and this is your conservative, some uh, an, who somebody who generates. Uh, oh, uh, he's that the, he's their intellectual. Oh, William F. Buckley, As William F. Buckley said... Well, the great William F. Buckley once said... Sh- what? These people don't have a leg to stand on. They are on the... They are on the wrong side of history and humanity. And they just... Spread bullshit. The bullshit never stops. They keep peddling it. And what is so... Upsetting to me is that it's not, I don't hear just the William F. Buckleys of the world. Well, he's dead, so, but they're still spreading that bullshit. I hear those who think that they're, you know, working people, those who think that they're capitalists. There's nothing more just dis- disturbing and frustrating to me. Well, besides, there's many things, but one of those things is a working person saying, I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist. I'm a... Ca- what? Are you What? If you trade your time out of your life to do a service or perform some labor or drive your Uber or... You're not a capitalist. You're a laborer. Maybe William F. Buckley was a capitalist because he inherited wealth and he got to sit around with the likes of margaret thatcher discussing what animals working people are because his daddy left him a lot of money and he was able to invest that money and live off the dividends and the investments and that's a capitalist but capitalism without regulation is cancer and we're in the cancer stage of capitalism, and capitalism will—I. This is another thing I can't stand. Of course, the corporate media constantly—they spread this. Oh, we're capitalists here, especially when Bernie was in the race. Oh, We're not socialists. We're capitalists. We're capitalists. As if it's a—it's an all-or-nothing game. With capitalism without regulation, will destroy this fucking planet. You need regulation. Capitalism is a rapaciously disgusting. It's not. Um, it's it's an economic system, but it needs regulation. It is greed centered, and it is not synonymous with democracy. That's another thing that drives me insane. Working people saying that they they are they think that capitalism means that they are free. Capitalism is synonymous with freedom. And this is what these two ghouls were talking about in this conversation, William F. Buckley and Margaret Thatcher. They're discussing freedom because that's how they all poise it. It's the freedom for the rich to ride you to the bank unfettered by pesky governments. Governments that form amongst human beings so we can all live together and have a system that works for all ideally so we when we share you know we share this blip of time together we have some standards some rules like if you're a capitalist uh well let's say if you're a corporation you don't get to dump your shit in our environment that we share there are rules to that even though that might save you a couple of dollars it's it's more you know like if i threw my garbage out the window eh it's easier i don't know who wants to wrap it up and take it to the to the uh, to the chute out here or take it downstairs that's too much that's time is money just throw it out the fucking window what would happen no nobody wants to live like that but capitalists they, they live like that. And that's when the Republicans say, Oh, uh, we're undoing these burdens and regulations. That's what they're talking about. The regulations that tell these rapacious capitalists that they can't ride us mercilessly, ride Earth, Mother Earth, like a goddamn whore. Just use her up like a whore. Because guess what? Mother Earth and then no offense to sex workers, but that's how they treat Mother Earth. They don't treat her like a someone's mother. you treat them with respect. they treat her like a like a ten cent goddamn borrowed mule for God's sakes and then they one day Mother Earth's gonna have enough of us and she already is, but anyway. These disgusting, these two uh, skeletons, right, and skeletors, these greed-centered ghouls. They, um, I'm talking about Gar- um, Thatcher and William F. Buckley. They're discussing freedom, and when a capitalist, when a fascist, when they, dis- when they're discussing freedom, they're talking about the freedom to fuck the working people over. And if we are effed over, if working people are screwed and ridden mercilessly to the bank, in their view, that's the way it should be. If we were, if it wasn't meant to be that way, then we would have been born on third base like William F. Buckley. Our daddy would have left us a trust fund. And you're nothing. It's the Ayn Rand philosophy what are the masses to be uh, what's her her quote to be used to be trampled underfoot to be used by the, as fuel this is what they say and that's their 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 bible it ain't the bible it's ann rand it's william f buckley my god How did I share the same air as people like this? When did William F. Buckley die? They can't go fast enough, in my opinion, for this goddamn world. They've done enough damage. He died in 2008. Jesus Christ. All those years. Anyway, so here, let's continue with What he he's saying, you'll you'll hear what I'm talking about here.
0: Now he said, any further demonstration of this is entirely supererogatory. It's just known.
1: It's just known.
0: Not as the Republican. Meaning
1: that the middle, the minimum wage makes people poorer. That's what he's saying. They don't. It doesn't elevate the standard of living. It makes people poorer. How? It's just known. By who? in your fucking dreams and then you wake up and reality smacks you in the face but don't let reality get in the way of a perfect fascist ideology and, and look at this guy come on Jesus Christ these people
0: no the democratic party would ever dare to come out dare in not like me I'm a wage because the superstition is endemic that the suit that the minimum wage actually elevates the income of a, of poorer people. In fact, poorer people are precisely who are hurt.
1: Yeah, right. He's such an egalitarian. Poor people are hurt by the minimum wage. This is the other way that they present their bullshit ideology. Oh, it's really for helping everyone. Like in uh, like slavery, that was to help black people. Teach them the dignity of work, to civilize them. We were doing them a favor. That's what it's always in the best interests of the oppressed. So when you roll back minimum wages or standards or w- regulations, it's always because you're only trying to help the poor and the downtrodden. It's just known. He says, oh, it's not even worth saying because everybody just knows it, except it's not true. As math tells us. Now,
0: in the British experience with socialism, there must be uh, counterparts to the minimum wage. Things that, as you <laughs> pointed out there, minimum wage on which I congratulate you by the way. with the Prime Minister citing uh, all of his uh, uh, predictions I've come to suck your blood five years, each one of which turned out to be wrong uh, question what is it that people learn uh, from this experience what can they learn or is there something it's that like,
1: what's that other guy oh man Go- he sounds like that Gorka guy as well They uh, what's with these goddamn affected voices that they have Oh, yeah, we all know. Yeah, it's just known the minimum way.
0: In the light of the depreciated value of human being.
2: I think there are two things. Well, there's an awful lot in what you said, and I'll just try to, to remember it all. But you can learn quite a lot from experience. That's one thing. There's something after that have you the will and determination to do anything about it?
0: Why should you not or, have?
2: Well, I'm afraid some people don't.
0: We just the lack of the exertion they, or they the would, risk? The
2: exertion.
1: They would prefer to
2: take the easy way.
1: Do you hear this shit? They're talking about working people. They just want to sit around preferring to take the easy way. Nobody works harder than those who were born on the wrong side of Reaganomics or Clintonomics or Thatchernomics. These pigs in the ivory tower discussing the working class like they, like, like, like so much meat to be sliced and diced. And that's how you are considered. They think you're, they, they hate you. This is the way they talk.
2: The hardware is tough, by definition. Many people would prefer to have it easier. Anything for a quiet life. What the British people want is a bit of peace and quiet. Others of us know we can rise to higher and better things. Others of us. believe that's part of our purpose in life. So there are two things. One, you recognize what is happening. Two, are you prepared to do anything about it? Now, you make the point about minimum income. I think in societies where there are enormous differences between very great wealth, and very great poverty, I would recoil from that.
0: Recoil from what?
2: From enormous differences between oh, very great like wealth, the... about four times.
1: Wait, 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 up sorry.
2: Is that the redistribution process has gone on so much further, that the standards here, say in earnings, are our lowest income earners earn about half average earnings, and are top in net take-home pay. Our top income earners only earn
1: about four times. So that's a a compelling You know what it is now? The income disparity? She's talking about the top income earners earn only about four times more than the lower income earners. And they're talking about income disparity back then. We are the least upwardly mobile here with the widest income gap. It is wider now than it was in ancient Rome. I I say these these, um, stats a lot because it has to get into the consciousness of the American people in order for it to be as abhorrent and disgusting in order for us to do something about it because the American people are bamboozled. They don't get it. They don't know. I'm still baffled... At why the American people, well, I'm not baffled because you never hear it. Why the American people, when we're talking about the unemployment rate in this country now from the pandemic, millions out of work, 40 million Americans and counting, how the American people don't know that this is a uniquely American experience in the pandemic. Every other country, England included, it's not happening there. They're going, they are being paid to stay home up to 80% of their salary. Some of, I guess, depending on the company, are paying their whole salary. But everything is, the government is covering 80%. That's the lowest they can go. And they will be returning to their jobs. They're not going out of business. Not like here, where it's smash and grab, and Steve Mnuchin and the and the fascists, the Republican fascists, don't want anybody to know who's getting that, that getting that the fat PP PPP money. Listen to these two, though. A narrow gap, as a
2: matter of fact. It happens to be narrow as in Soviet Russia. Now, once you compress the incentives from the top.
1: Oh, here down we go.
2: and say it doesn't matter how much you earn, I'm going to take the lion's share away from you. Then they say alright, I'm no longer going to do the lion's part.
1: Fuck you! Bullshit! Bullshit! I call bullshit! Okay? I call bullshit, everybody. That's your ran at Atlas shrugged um stance, I suppose. Yes, the um... As soon as you say to the rich that they will, um, they're, we're going to take the lion's share of your work, they will say, that's it, I refuse. I will no longer produce like an amazing, shining lion among a bunch of goddamn sheep. You... You are lucky that I am who I am, producing and creating and trickling all over you. That's the stance she's taking. I honestly say to them, Go. Go. What are you waiting for? Shrug. Shrug off. Get out of here. Leave us alone. We're done. I, uh, we don't need you. I think we'll, we'll give it a go on our own. Oh, the lion's share. And they're going to say, I refuse. Like Twitler, You know, he's producing like the amazing lion of Con Man that he is. I refuse to produce anymore. I will not make any more fake universities or vitamin scams. Or magazines, or failed stakes, or failed airplanes, or failed Trump shuttles, or failed Trump casinos. No, no, no. For you, you don't deserve it. I'm a lion. That's how they think of themselves, and this is what they want us to believe. Oh, well, and I've heard this before. I've heard this from working people from in fact I'm thinking of somebody I know right now. I think I told you about this guy before, somebody I know from recovery. He's one of some I don't he's an acquaintance in the recovery the community of recovering people that I am a part of. And you know cuz I'm in I'm in recovery. If, in case you don't know. If you're coming into the show for the first time, I'm an addict in recovery. I'm one of the early adopters of the opioid epi- epidemic with a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of a spiritual condition. Okay. So uh, I know a vast swath of different types of people. Some are sicker than others, as we say. So this person that I know is, he's got HIV. Okay. He was an IV drug user. He got the virus. That way, he is married, he's got children, but he's he's on disability and Medicare. That's he why he has a roof over his head. He doesn't go to work. He doesn't have a job. He's on disability, okay? and then I'm not, hey, I'm not uh cursing him for disability. I'm glad it's there for him. I'm glad we, the people, were able to save his life. Unfortunately, he lacks the maturity manners or knowledge to say thanks. He's one of the most baffling cases, as we, we often see these right-wingers. He's a right-winger. He'll often go off about liberals in their inappropriate ways. I'm talking about, like, in meetings, going off around about liberals. Uh, he wouldn't be alive if it weren't for the liberals that give him Medicare. That's how he gets medicine. He's covered by Medicare and and Social Security disability. He's alive. Thank you to liberals and the progressives who fought, who bled, who went on strike, who held, who never gave up. So somebody like him could could be alive somebody who right wingers honestly you think if he goes into a Trump band Z rally and I guarantee I haven't seen this person in a while because I don't live where I used to live this was when I used to live on Staten Island so I haven't seen him but he's still a Facebook friend I still see him around on Facebook I haven't really gone into his account but let me say I'm sure unless he has some kind of spiritual experience or spiritual awakening i'm pretty sure he's a trump i am not, I, I i would put my i would bet i would bet money on it so and speci- and uh, especially living on staten island that's a trump hot zone and clearly he's easily led and has absolutely no self awareness it's unbelievable. But he's not alone. There's many other Republicans like that. I'm looking at the chat. Where is it? I just missed it. I just uh, lost it. Self-awareness. Somebody said self-awareness hasn't left the building. Yeah, right-wingers. Yeah. But we're not... Um, we were talking the other week about that, that right-winger, Mike Vandeboe, that militia asshole who was saying, break the windows of Democratic Party offices, the same windows of the people who were ensuring that everybody got health care. This is what he was mad at. This was during the ACA. Then it was revealed that this Mike Vandeboe was on social security disability. He took those benefits. So if it wasn't for those benefits, he couldn't sit on his internet, developed by government re- research and development through taxpayer dollars to whine and complain that others might get the same health care that he was getting thanks to the liberals who he rails about. You see, it's like... Come on. There's no accounting for stupid. We can't leave that out of the factor here. This is what we're dealing with. They have done studies. First of all, Republicans, conservatives are, they have lower, (laughs) I mean, I hate to say it. Um, They are low effort thinkers that are attracted to hierarchy. And that all comes from the fear, fear center. Low effort thinking, meaning... It's sort of like... Low effort thinking is what happens when you get drunk. You start... You're a low effort think. I don't know. Whatever. That's what they say it is. It's like... Low effort thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's easy to go along with the crowd. That's why somebody like a Donald Trump Jr. Or Eric Trump. Or those geniuses. They're not going against the grain it's it's hard to do that to go out and and be your own person to find out for yourself and see what's going on and besides not be a to have the self-awareness not be a a selfish prick your entire life and if you were born on third base thinking you hit a triple it takes a level of self-awareness to, to have appreciation and to understand your place in the universe and to say, wow, I was, I'm pretty goddamn lucky there. And what a shame that other people have to live in, in circumstances that are completely unavoidable. If we had the will, we have the means, we just don't have the will. Let's continue with Margaret Thatcher.
2: And then they stop creating the extra wealth, which would both benefit them and benefit society as a whole. Can you believe this? they stop doing this? that, they don't benefit, <coughs> then there aren't any extra taxes to improve the schools or the social services. Yeah, that's it. Now, do you see, there is some point in some societies in a degree of redistribution, but once it becomes a depression on incentive to get on by your own effort, then you're denying all people the means of increasing the wealth of our people wow. individually and as a whole. Sure. And you you, you, you you just become, as we have
0: become, you're a stagnant the point of, right. society. You're making the point of counter-productivity. After I'm was, sure it, it you'll have
2: a piece of jargon for it.
0: Well, counter I don't think that's just an Americanism, is it?
2: Oh, well, I, I think they use the term is, in um, uh,
0: It means that yes, you try to do one thing, but the, yes, uh, the opposite happens. Yes,
2: that's right. Yeah. Indeed, yes. Indeed, and so, the so
0: redistribution to come press beyond in. a certain point yes. uh, actually hurts the people yes. who are designed to be better, to indeed, benefit. Yes, that yes. the uh,
1: oh, it's all the, for our uh, benefit, the, you see. When the rich, it's these are the same people. This is why FDR called them economic royalists. It's the same argument that they used for royalty. Some people, you know, it just benefits all of us. You see, they have the right breeding, they have the right education, and without this structure, they are cutting off their own noses to to spite their faces, their ugly, animalistic faces. And let me ask you guys... What the hell did William F. Buckley ever do? What did he ever contribute to the world with his own innovation? What did he ever do Ugh. besides by, besides kick down, by, besides use his position of privilege that he was born into to make the world worse than he found it? To divide people, to divide uh, and conquer, help the elites divide and conquer, to push these bullshit narratives that have the American, well, everybody, not just Americans, but uh, working people fighting amongst each other over the scraps, while the rich ride us all to the bank, like William F. Buckley. Let's see. William F. Buckley, born William Francis Buckley, November 24th, 1925, to February 27th, 2008, was an American public intellectual. You see, that's what he did. He brought the intellectual to the party and conservative author and commentator unbelievable that's what he did as he's sitting there with margaret thatcher discussing how how much uh the working people don't deserve uh, how everybody knows that minimum wages make everyone poorer uh, which is not the truth before i begin i want to say thank you Onisent, oniscent for your super chat very much appreciated, and if anybody can become a patron, uh, become a patron. I know that's so annoying. I'm sorry. I'm annoying myself, and I've just lost five pa- patrons by doing that. I'm sorry. Uh, from Mother Jones, Tom Philpot. Here's an article from what year? Oh, it's only it's 2019, not too long ago titled Will a $15 minimum wage hurt the poor For indispensable reporting on Okay, whatever, that's the wrong I'm reading a blurb, the wrong one Workers making the federal minimum wage of 7.25 have a high risk of poverty, but gradually raising it to 15 would stifle new job creation, impose undue harm to our national, to our nation's small business owner, and harm those it proclaims to help. That's the gospel according to the National Restaurant Association, the trade group res- represent, representing the 863 billion dollar restaurant industry. Which employs 10 percent of the overall U.S. workforce and half of the minimum wage workforce. The other uh, NRA's bleak assessment came into statement. It came in a statement opposing the U.S. bill called Raise the Wage Act, which would push the federal hourly minimum wage to $15 within five years and apply it to tipped workers. Two new studies show that the trades group uh, concerns. Are overblown. In an analysis of Rage of the Wage Act released on Monday afternoon, the Congressional Budget found mixed results. Under the bill's wage provisions, the number of people with annual income below the poverty threshold in 2025 would fall by 1.3 million, the report estimated, and it would boost the wages of 17 million workers who would otherwise earn less than $15 an hour. And then another 10 million workers, otherwise earning slightly more than $15 an hour, might see their raises, uh, their wages w- rise as well. But there would be a cost. 1.3 million other workers would become jobless as some business-trimmed payrolls cut costs. But uh, another ma- major study, this one by University of California researchers, found a similar positive effect. On wages, but no adverse effect on employment. Even progressive economists agree that there is some point at which higher minimum wages are counterproductive, leading to job losses more than offset by the benefit of the higher wage. The concern is particularly acute in low income areas. The one thing to hike the minimum wage in California, with its median household income of $67,000 a year, where affected businesses can raise prices to offset labor costs, counting on plenty of well-off consumers to foot the bill. But what about Mississippi and Alabama, where the medium household incomes are less than 50000 and also well below the national medium of 61000 In such low-wage areas, the risk is that businesses will not be able to convince consumers to pay more. Well, I'm just going to interject. When you're paying working people more, those who spend their money in the economy, these salaries, they're not being funneled into offshore accounts. They're going right back into the system. It has, you have spending power to keep businesses open. This is why when um, studies have shown that social safety net every dollar that is spent in the social safety net rece- returns a dollar 60 in economic stimulus but i'm not an economist i don't i don't claim to be so what they're saying i don't think it's now uh, i mean this is a long article i'm not going to read the whole thing but it's at mother jones um but we have fifteen dollar minimum wages across the country now. How anybody could live on seven twenty five an hour is it's impossible. It does I don't care where you live, especially in New York. But this is becoming standard and it's far overdue. And in fact, if the wages had kept up with productivity in this country the minimum wage would be more like $30 an hour. This is the problem. Let me see. Income disparity. We have rapacious, disgusting corporations with their greedy fingers around the neck of government. And the corporations are... Because they bought this government, they are writing the rules to funnel more money into their pockets. This is not democracy. And into this broken system, we, you know, <laughs> they have us fighting with each other. Anyway, this is uh, what we're, what's going on now. I want to say, oh yeah, who else gave us? Somebody else just super chatted. Another gym, a Buckley rap. Oh my God. (laughs) Are you making requests for a Buckley rap? I can't. I can't. I just can't. Maybe another day. I'm not in the mood. I'm in a bad mood. From the Pew Research Center, six facts about economic equality in the United States. Over the past 50 years, the highest earning 20% of U.S. households have steadily brought in a larger share of the country's total income. In 2018, households in the top fifth earners with incomes of more than $130,000 or more brought in 52% of all U.S. income, more than the lower four-fifths combined. In 1968, by comparison, the top earning twenty percent of households brought in forty-three percent of the nation's income, while those in the lower fourth qu- income quintiles accounted for fifty-six. So, it's uh, it's lopsided, and going getting worse. Well, that's the whole point of conservatism. It's the bottom line. This is why they've destroyed unions. This is why they have us at each other's throats. And this is why I say it on every show now uh, with these George Floyd protests happening and the I, I'm glad to see them not subsiding, yet I'm also entirely concerned that nothing's going to change. What will happen is we will have nominal police reform. And they'll call it a day. So, and there's, they're trying to do that. Let's see. Black and white income gap in the U.S. has persisted over time. The difference in medium household incomes between white and black Americans have grown, has grown from about $23,000 in 1970 to around 33000 in 2018. Median black household income was 61% of median white household income in 2018. Overall, 61% of Americans say there is too much economic in- inequality in the country today, but views differ by political party and household income level. Among Republicans and those who lean toward the GOP, ugh, 41% say there's too much inequality in the US compared to 78% of democrats across income groups US adults are about equally likely to say there's too much economic in- inequality but upper 27% and middle income Americans are more likely than those with lower incomes to say that there are there's about right so those who are making more money are you know, like the, the Democrats who want to get back to brunch. These are the ones that are saying, yeah, you know, the income disparity, it's about right. Are you kidding me? This is a problem. And that's why I'm here. I, hate, I really feel that way. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You guys can... Let's show you what I'm looking at. But you could tell me if you think different. This is why I feel that... The show is important and shows like it. And I ask you guys to be a patron. I'm here doing the show. We're in this together, though. I can't do it without you. And we're trying to cut through the bullshit. Where else are you going to hear this stuff? You're not hearing it on the corporate media. And I really hope that young people, I've said it before and I'll say it again, that they... They turn off the corporate media. They don't go there. They go here. That's the hope that we have. So this this is from Pew Research. The richest families are the only group to have gained wealth since the Great Recession. Here you go again, right? Around and round we go. It will never stop unless we make it stop. They're gonna do it to us again. I'm telling you, they are setting it up again. This is the greatest opportunity we've had in my entire lifetime to actually make some structural change. But we're not gonna get it if we don't if we don't make them do it. Structural change, it's not enough to have police reform and yeah every day another now another one of our fellow americans was murdered by a cop cops shouldn't be the execution squad so somebody's drunk behind the wheel he's sleeping behind the wheel is that the reason to murder somebody and shoot them in the back this is a problem Of course it is. But you think that even if that changes, and I hope it does, that's not good enough. The problem is economic justice. That is racial justice. That is also a way to bring us together. And I'm tired of this, you know, oh, can't we all just get along bullshit? Because that's blaming the victim. We're all the victims here. Yes, our African-American brothers and sisters are on the front lines. But we're all in this. We are all getting kicked down by the the same assholes in the ivory tower. They'll do some police reform. Even Twitter. he's going to sign an executive, um, executive, uh, what do you call it? Order tomorrow. See, that's my brain. I hope maybe i'll i don't know maybe one day i'll who knows i don't want to say that i was going to say my father had alzheimer's so whenever i forget a word or something i'm like oh shit is this alzheimer's coming and i almost made a joke saying maybe i'd be happier with if i forgot everything but i don't really want to uh, to find that out that's the worst thing you can have i'd rather knock on wood whatever namyeho ring ekl hopefully nothing like that happens i don't believe in like jinxing or anything but i just don't want that to happen that sucks i'd rather lose my body than my mind you know what i mean even though that both suck both would suck um let's see second here we go data for families in the quintile Bottom twenty percent, the median wealth is now in the negative. Hmm. Most Americans say there is too much economic inequality in the U.S., but fewer than half call it a top priority. I don't know what else can ex- supersede that priority. It is the main priority. At that and taking money out of politics. These are connected getting money out of politics and doing something about the economic and um, the economic disparity and upward immobility. But I did hear something today. So all day when I was watching MSNBC, of course the camera's fucking blurry again, but who cares? I look like shit. So that's okay. Uh, I was watching MSNBC and all day they were same shit. Different day. Here's Jim Clyburn. He's another one. Um,
3: uh, I'm Bill. Uh, but I have not heard about, and that is school discipline. What I uh, seem to have forgotten, uh, and never should have, is the number of times that police officers are called to public schools. And I'm remembering today a little 12-year-old child put in handcuffs by a local police called to the school by school authorities. This is the kind of stuff we gotta stop those are okay. social work problems uh, mental health problems we've got to get those things out of policing and maybe we need to put that in legislation as well
1: um and, and f- wonderful good idea stop having cops show up to uh, a mental health emergency or stop having cops putting kids in handcuffs this is that's an aberration it's it's, it's disgusting is that it? This is why I want to get the hell out of this country. And honestly, I get really down about this country. I can't believe it's have. You know what it is? I guess it's because it constantly goes on. It happens again and again, and nothing changes. Even when you think something's going to change, it doesn't. And I'm frustrated by it. And... You know everything. That's why I do the show. I hope to be able to do it more. I, that's why I ask you to be patrons, share the show, to help the show grow. All of that stuff. It will matter. You know. That's how I'm telling you, guys. We know this. This is how the Republicans were able to take over this country, despite receiving fewer votes. This is why they were able. To spread the bullshit that they're able to spread. To have people who are on social security disability railing against social security and disability. It's propaganda. Nonstop, incessant propaganda. They understand that. That's why they poured half a billion dollars into Fox News before it turned a profit. They need the to own the mechanisms... Of con- the conversation. They get it. We don't get it, though. Liberals do not seem to get that. It's the truth, though. We- we're not going to win without a show like this. And others like it. There's no way, shape, or form. All- good luck trying to win this country back. When you have people like this guy, James Clyburn, missing the goddamn forest while he's focusing on the trees. Yes, it's a, it's an aberration. It is a, it's abhorrent that they put a kid in handcuffs. What else you got, Mr. Clyburn? That's it. I want to sh- play another video from MSNBC. one thing all every day that I've been watching, I just have it on in the background. It, it drives me insane. And I heard some truth on there from this mayor, Michael Tubbs, who was on with Katie Turr.
4: They're, ta- they're having the same discussion but rather funding programs that combat poverty and create jobs. Mayor Michael Tubbs, thank you very much for being here. So um, tell me, in your experience, what has worked for your city?
3: Well, what's worked in the city of Stockton, and we definitely still have a lot of work to do, has been actually a mixture of policy changes, but also understanding that law enforcement is not the appropriate response to homelessness, to poverty, to mental health and to housing and security. So the policy side, since 2013, we've been on the vanguard of police department reform thanks to the leadership of our police chief, Eric Jones, in our community. So we've had body cameras. We've done implicit bias training ongoing. We've done procedural justice training. We've changed our use of force policies. And all those culminated in, last year, the city leading the state in declining officer-involved shootings. Um, but we know we have much more work to do. So now we're working on reforms. So like our dispatch center and figure out which calls, our our 911 calls, don't necessitate a police response, but should be better handled by a social worker or a clinician. Um, We're working with the community and with our union to set up some sort of review board to make sure there's added accountability. And we're continuing to understand that in addition to reforming policing, we have to fight poverty. We have to improve education. We have to um, create jobs and do everything that's needed for a healthy and safe community.
1: Hello, haven't we been saying this the whole time? We've been saying this before, during, and after, and we will continue to say it until we have economic, social justice and racial justice. It's all connected, as we are all connected. We heal this racist-ass country, we start to heal it by leaving no one behind. Everybody in, nobody out. When we start seeing each other, as Americans, you're an American, I'm an American where if you're a wannabe American you you're new you're a guest in America. We're in this together. you want you're sick you go to the doctor depend doesn't matter if you're on what what income scale you're on, what neighborhood you live in if you... Have children, they go to schools funded through the general fund, not by property taxes, because we're in this together. Every child in this country counts. We're making an investment in each other. And if you want to go to higher education, we make that investment too. It is, that's the truth on the chat, Jim. Most of the problems are caused or caused by or exacerbated by unfettered capitalism. Absolutely. And the racial discord is the game that they play on us. And black people are on the front lines. Absolutely. They get it. Not everyone, I mean, not Jim Clyburn he's another one though he's in the ivory tower too what's he talking about the trees not the forest he's not talking about i don't care what did he uh, who are these oh was john lewis march with mlk or whatever did they listen to mlk i don't know i'm not a scholar in mlk i don't assume to be or presume to be but MLK would not have been assassinated if he was talking about police reform. And that's the end of the story. He was talking about economic justice, social justice. That's the change we need. It's all about economic justice. Well, How do we value each other? It's always been that way. Our racial problems in this country have always been economic-based. You understand? From the time that... From slavery, from the enslaved people, that's all about economics. To today. Throwing people over. The middle passage. That's economics. It's not like, oh, I don't like this black person. I'm going to throw him over. It's You're allowed to do it. The capitalist society is allowed to do it because it's about money. It's always about money. And the capitalist society likes a militarized police force. And they especially like a militarized police force going into economically challenged communities, kicking down on certain people, quote-unquote... So it keeps the ruse, the dum-dums, the white dum-dums who are watching Fox News thinking that it's only, uh, the problems are in this community. Like, as if, uh, we're not all connected. Unbelievable. Let me see.
4: So where does that money come from? I mean, when you're talking about funding extracurricular activities, you're talking about funding community programs. A lot of cities have said, well, that money can come out of a police department budget. Los Angeles, the, NY, the LAPD is doing it. Uh, there are calls from the New York City Council to do that uh, here with the NYPD. Where do you think that money should come from?
3: I think it depends on the jurisdiction. If I had a billion dollar police budget like they have in New York and LA, it would be easy to take money um, Six from billion that billion dollar in New budget. York. Six billion dollar budget. Wow. That's Unbelievable. That's 10 times as much as my total city budget. Um, but I think, particularly in California, a lot of the services come from other government agencies. So it's not just the city of Stockton, but it's the county of San Joaquin that has a lot of the services for mental health. It's the school district, which has a lot of education services. It's also um, about the priorities of the taxpayer. So what I'm trying to do in Stockton is have a community-wide conversation about priorities and out which government entity is responsible for what. If we need to raise more revenue to pay for the things that we know that works, how do we do so in a way that allows us to, to reach our goals, which is to be a safe and, again, a healthy community?
4: Let me ask you this because I know there are a lot of people who are wondering uh, what's wrong with the police department. Maybe it is just a few bad apples Get the it's an fuck out of an issue of, of training, and you can fix those things. Um, you said something to a KQED radio the other day that I thought was really interesting. And, and, and again, this is policing is personal for you. You grew up with a single mother. Your dad's been in jail um, your entire life. Uh, here's what you personal. said to KQED. And I'd like you to expand on this for people who don't understand. I think part of it is reckoning with the fact that this system, the institutions that worked fine for you and your family, it doesn't work and it hasn't historically worked for a lot of people. And that's what people are upset about. And that's yep. what people want to see changed. Tell Hello. me more.
3: Well, if you look at the history of policing, and our police chief leads trainings with this, we understand that the institution of policing started with slave patrols, and were then used to for lynch mobs, and were then used to um, attack the civil liberties of, of civil rights protesters. So we're talking about an institution, like many institutions in our country, that's really rooted in racism, and that we actively each and every day have to fight. And, and I think, again, If you grew up in a community with all the inputs, you had good schools, had grocery stores, had banks, Mm -hmm. had clean streets, then of course your, your, your response to this is like, this is not real, this is not my America. But for far too many people in this country, particularly people of color in this country, that's not the reality. They grow up in neighborhoods like the ones I grew up in, where the only time you saw help from government was an officer patrolling the streets arresting somebody where mm. there were more liquor stores than mm. grocery stores, where schools weren't properly funded, yep. where where Hello. you heard gun shops at night and where the only response consistently from the wider society to those ills was just law enforcement. And I think this moment is calling us to reckon in terms of how do we give every community the inputs we know work for healthy communities, which are, again, a function of community policing, but also anti-poverty programs, jobs, good schools, clean streets, um, access to things like grocery stores, et cetera.
4: Yep. Hello. You know, we're talking a lot about the police right now, and um, talking all about the police, discuss what can be made so that what can be done so police departments are better. Uh, What we're leaving out of the conversation, what also needs to be addressed, or we're not entirely leaving out, but we we could talk about more are the structural inequalities, the issues that that go far beyond uh, our police departments and affect entire communities and and, an entire you know race of people in this country uh, who have. well, to deal with goes. it for not just their entire lives yeah. but the entire uh time that black people have been in america it's not oh my god we have all dealt with this is I, I don't know
1: maybe i'm being i'm just i shouldn't say this or something maybe it sounds like i'm trying to say all lives matter i'm not but she's like it's she's trying to separate us we are in this together if Our African-American brothers and sisters are struggling and suffering in a racist-ass system. We are all struggling and suffering, I guess, in in the racist-ass system. And, I don't know. Katie Turner's like, Maybe that's too deep or something. Or maybe I'm not seeing it correctly. Somebody can correct me on the chat if I'm not... not. It's I'm not making it about me. I'm just making it about us. And it is about us. It's a disgrace. It's always about us. If there is a community that doesn't have a properly funded school, a community that has more liquor stores than... Convenience stores or grocery stores that are stocked with decent food, not just fast food or goddamn potato chips or some whatever. If these, the that's our community. This is our country. This is our America. And they have played this game on us. And I'm sick of us playing along, God damn it. He's a hundred percent right. What's this guy's name again? Mayor Michael Tubbs. What is the point of having nicer cops or let's say a social worker going to um, somebody having a mental health emergency? Fine. That's great. In a system that is completely uh, broken a racist ass says it's still a racist system it's still working for the minority i mean the 1% not the american people it still has us at each other's throats jesus christ what the hell man i feel like this is so it's so simple Yet, that's why they're working overtime on uh, every corporate media outlet. To ensure that we don't get a clue. Jesus Christ. And this is why. What are you going to do? So, what will happen? Let me ask you guys. We played clips on the last show of Lester Maddox... Talking about he had the most diverse cabinet in Georgia history. How'd that go? How'd that work out for us? We we fix it? Didn't fix it? How about Reagan? Same thing. He had so many of them... He had uh, one of them as a, uh, his, his, uh, whatever, Secretary for Veterans Affairs. How does, how did that work out? How are we doing today? If we're not a racist ass country, what's the, here's the thing. How you come, you overcome racism. I'm going to say it again. There's always going to be racist assholes and bigots and and dum dumbs That's human beings. We're dumb. We're stupid. And some of us refuse to change. We will... I'm telling you right here and right now, we know this. If this country was, let's say, like Sweden or Norway or Germany or England or... And it was a blood and soil country, so to speak, where it wasn't a diverse country. It wasn't built on the backs of genocide and slave enslaved human beings. We would already have universal health care. The reason we don't have it is because of the racist system. They don't want us to get together and understand that we are in this together. That's the worst thing, ultimately, that can happen to the elites in the ivory tower right now who who own government. I'm sorry. They do. I'm sorry. What am I saying? I'm sorry to you. They do. You know this. The worst thing that can happen to them is that they lose their advantage. And we get it. We get a clue. They want us to make some reform to the police. That's fine. They'll take it just to shut us up and get us back to work in our Ubers and side hustles and our living check to check and for not able to save $400. And as long as the, the health insurance industry racket can continue to suck profit from our miseries and stand in our doctor's office... It's, it's a game, and they, they know it. They know it. That's why they want us to focus, people. Focus. Here's your whatever. Here, here, here take it. We'll uh, community policing. Okay, fine. Twitler is signing an executive order tomorrow. Here anyway, we. Let me look this up. I almost wrote executive order Twitler (laughs) as if that's his real name. It is to me, but not on Google. Trump executive order to focus on tracking misconduct and nonviolent interactions. Okay. Whoopie doopie. We're done. First of all, I want you to see what I'm looking at. Look at him. Look at how gross he is. What a disgusting human being. He's not a human being. He's a waste of human DNA. He's gross. Ugh. Look how vile, greasy looking, and stupid looking orange face with those white eyes. Those dead eyes. Have you ever looked at Trump's eyes up close? Let's see. Trump. Dead eyes. Let's see what comes up. In the image department. Yep. He's got dead eyes. Soulless. Dead fucking eyes. Look at that. Nothing there. Dead. No soul. All he sees money. Money. Boobies. Money and boobies. Oh, some asshole's blowing up fireworks outside. Wonderful. It's that fucking idiot that always blows up fireworks across the street. I don't know who it is, but I guess the 4th of July is coming, so he's got a. Like, look at me. I, it's just. Oof, don't get me going. I don't see the point. I'm blowing up fireworks. I'm making a boop boom boom. Look at that. Dead. Dead eyes. There's nothing there. There's no soul. Holy shit. Here's more. Right? Am I wrong? It's a fucking demon. Gross. Oh wow, here's something giant uh, his pupils are giant. What does that to you? What drug does that? Is that an Adderall effect? He's he's a fucking gross oh my god. Somebody make it stop. Ugh. I mean, I know I'm not uh, I'm not in his league or anything. He's not Miley. Ugh. Vile. Gross. Ugh. God, these people are disgusting. Anyway, what was I saying? Dead eyes. Oh yeah, he's signing an executive order they all they all have dead eyes. They have dead souls. These are dead people. The zombies, greed centered zombies, ghosts of the Gilded Age. That's who they are. They don't care. They are they are all about I mean, there's nothing that's the same. There's no difference except time and opportunity between them and Hitler's sycophants. Absolutely none. We know that. And speaking of, let's just before it's, I'm not going to do another three-hour show. I, I say that all the time, but then it happens. I was very depressed today, I have to admit. The world is getting to me. I'm sorry. Everything sucks. So thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. I'm only human, after all. Alas, I'm only human. There's so many things that bother me in this world. So I I appreciate you... For allowing me to to do the show. And giving me the means and opportunity. Well, not really the means yet. <laughs> Some of you. We need more of you. We need about a thousand more of you. And then we will have a daily show. Of course, the goddamn thing goes off in the background. I don't know why. Just started doing that. Alright, let me see. This thing, I couldn't believe it. Well, how could I not believe it? What am I talking about? There's nothing... Nothing really unbelievable now. Right? We've seen it all. Oh, first of all, before I go on, I want—I was going to talk about Ted Cruz, but just an aside about the gay rights ruling today from these Supreme Court motherfuckers. Everybody's saying, oh, what a surprise. Neil Gorsuch went along. Let's not... Let's not get crazy here. Neil Gorsuch still sucks. Okay, he's a man without honor. He's an illegitimate Supreme Court justice. He shouldn't be squatting in the Supreme Court. If he had any honor, he would have said, I, "I'm sorry, Mitch McConnell. I don't want to be your uh your just a loyalist." If you really cared about this country, he would have said Merrick Garland is the person that the president put forward instead of going along with Mitch McConnell's scam, his ruse, his destruction of American democracy. So fuck him. And Roberts, too. F them all. And if. I'm, I am I try all the time. This is partly one of the reasons I do this show. I want everybody... Uh, it needs to get into the Democratic brain. That every time a Democrat gets in front of a microphone, they don't say Justice Gorsuch. They say the illegitimate Justice Gorsuch. Okay? They don't say... Uh, And and it's the same thing with the the so-called president. They say the president who received fewer votes thanks to an electoral college that was created as a stopgap for slave-owning states. It's an archaic throwback to times that we better leave in the dung heap of history. Every time they get in front of a goddamn camera. Now you want to ask me, come on, let's get real here. If the Republicans, if the shoe was on the other foot, you know that that's what they would be doing. The Democrats are too they're too mealy-mouthed. There's something wrong with them. They want to pretend. They give the legitimacy to these fascists. The, and then this is a legitimacy they do not deserve. So, hello, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin so we can continue to grow this community to get our voices out there so we can fix this country. For God's sakes. F- really. That's what's going to take. It is illegitimate. What are they afraid of? What are the Democrats afraid of? They might win? They might actually have to be a representative of, of the people instead of the corporations that brought them to the dance. I don't know. They might think that the people might think there's something going on. There's something corrupt happening. It's sickening. I, I'm. This is why, honestly. I don't know why. I'm. I'm. Uh, I question. Why I'm so down half the time. Look at my life. Look at where I live. It's like being awake amongst a a bunch of zombies. Not you. Thank God for you. I'm not kidding. I'm talking about them. Republicans. DLC Democrats. The ones who want to get back to brunch. Give me a break. And we're also here to let them know um, what is the purpose of life? What's the meaning of an economy, for Christ's sakes? Is it to make the rich richer? Or is it so we can all share this goddamn blip of time together as humanely, as satisfactory as possible? That's why it's not nice. It's not okay to treat some people like disposable pawns while others are the goddamn parasites sucking on every every goddamn inch of our body and our body politic. Well, they peddle us uh, this fantasy about it's going to be amazing when we're dead, after we're dead. You got to be kidding me. Let's get over this goddamn scam quick enough. And so come on Democrats, get with a get with it. Get get a clue. Neil Gorsuch is illegitimate. Okay? So is all I mean honestly, if you really want to get technical. So is Alito. So is Roberts. George Bush did not receive the most votes. So what the hell? How much longer are we going to take it? It's it's up to us. Are we going to be like, "Okay, great, we got some police reform. Good good work, everyone. See you at brunch." Or are we going to push and fight? Like our lives depend upon it because it does. And why am I talking like this now? Now I'm talking like I'm uh, Joe Pesci or something. That's how I talk. I get very New York. But it's true. Come on, guys. Really. Come on. How much longer are we going to take it? How much longer are we going to let them get away with it? And yes, on the chat, I see Marksy. Whoopi wants to get back to brunch in the worst way. After she helps Biden's wife (laughs) become the Surgeon General. Right. (laughs) She's an amazing doctor. I don't know. She would be an amazing doctor. She's an amazing doctor. Oh, wait. She's not a doctor of doctors? She's not a doctor of medicine? Yeah, she's only a doctor of education. She's an amazing doctor, though. Can I get back to brunch? Not like you, you, you Bernies. When are you going to drop out? That's what she wants to know. When are you all going to drop it? All this economic justice shit. I just want to get back to Brunch. You know, it's so much better. We got Biden. We got the doctor. Doctor, her doctor, the wife. What's her name? Jill. She's an amazing doctor. She can doctor up this country real good so I can get back to brunch. I got to get back to brunch. I'm whoopy. Listen to my voice. I'm only whoopy over here. We want, we, uh, I mean, it's too hard. What's he talking about? Economic justice. What is that Tarabuster? Who's that? Who's that Tara Devlin of Tarabuster? She's always like, you got to call him out. You got to name and shame him. Well, g- listen, girl, I'm Whoopi. And I tell us, I tell us who's getting shamed and named. It's those little socialists who want economic justice and living wages. Why don't they just become like a comedian and then get a, get on a film, get winning a couple of Oscars and then, You know, they don't have to worry. They're out, they won. They won the game. Back to, back to brunch game. That's right. I'm, I had to get back to brunch. My name is Whoopi. (laughs) And, I mean, It hurts talking like this, but, you know, I've been doing it for like 50 fucking years. I guess I'll go see that amazing doctor, Dr. Jill Biden. I wonder if she can heal. She can heal this country, because this country, we don't need economic security, we don't need anything done about income disparity. We just need a couple of, I don't know, police. Nice of police. On the beat. I mean, I'm whoopee. I just, nobody ever gonna tase me. Forget about it. And I, I just want to know, when is that? When is he getting out of the race? When? What do you mean it's a democracy? What are you talking about? I need you out of this race cause that Jill Biden, amazing doctor and his, her wife, I mean, his her, her husband, they are gonna get me back to brunch as quick as I could say. Get off the screen. Okay, okay, Bernie. I know. What are you talking about? You want to make everyone have health care. What kind of America is that? As long as I got health care. And I can go to brunch without this twitler constantly tweeting. Isn't that it? That's all we get. Forget it. I'm a real Democrat. I'm a real, real. And that means I don't know what that means. Do you? I've been asking, who is that Tara Buster? Who is that? Who is Tara Devlin? She's saying, oh, please become a patron. Well, obviously she don't know what she's doing. I am whoopee. I got to get my voice fixed. It's okay, I got good health care. I don't care. That's the real Democrat in me, saying, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. All right, that hurts. (laughs) Oh, that hurts. Standing up for the DLC dem since 1992, yes. Mark on the chat. And if you are watching anywhere else on this godforsaken internet, the series of tubes that we know at... lovingly. Oh, God. Shut up, Siri. What is Siri popping in? What did I say? Shut up, Siri. <laughs> Thank you, Jim for the super chat that I busted my voice over there. I'm gonna need a doctor. I need to go to that amazing doctor. but I appreciate your support and your tips and your super chats. Thank you, Jim. We need about a thousand more of you and we'd be we'll be fine. We'll be set. We can do it every day. We can do the show every day. We might have a fighting chance in this country. I guess that's why it's so depressing, too. Because I see how backwards everything is. If this was a functioning society, we we would be the corporate media. You understand? We wouldn't have to... We wouldn't have to... This wouldn't be happening. We would be we'd have a giant we'd already have a giant platform all right one more thing i want to talk about so okay forget it let's for a second let's just focus focus people fuck neil gorsuch the man without honor and samuel alito illegitimate robert illegitimate who's the other one on the supreme court He's also, oh yeah, Kavanaugh, illegitimate. P- uh, appointed illegitimately by an illegitimate president who received fewer votes. Say it with me, Democrats, DLC Democrats, enough. Stop giving them the goddamn country. Stop bringing a strongly worded email to a gun battle. This is the, the battle of our lives, of the country. We're trying to have a functioning society that works for all. It's not fucking functioning. Okay? I'm sorry. Why am I sorry? Why do I keep saying that? Really? It's not functioning. It hasn't functioned forever. We had a glimpse, maybe a little bit, during the Great Prosperity, but even then it didn't function for all of us, so it was doomed to fail. Can we finally have a country that works for all? Please, before I die, before I step off this mortal coil, God damn it, as we all will do, How much longer? Shit. How much longer? I'm telling you what needs to be done. It's not that hard. It's just, it requires work because we are being fucking suppressed. We are being oppressed by the goddamn oligarchs, the same greedy goddamn ghouls who have always oppressed us since we crawled out of the primordial ooze. Don't give me this shit that we're in democracy, democracy. You don't have a democracy with this kind of income disparity and where legal bribes are built right into the system. What do you think if we ever get to the future 2,000 years from now, let's say everything advances and we have a Star Trek optimistic view of the future and future generation and not the, a cesspool hellhole that we could opt into, trust me. But, you know, they look back and they say, what What do you think they're going to say about this, uh, this time in history? Are they going to say, wow, they really worked it they really had that functioning democracy there. No, we're going to say exactly what we say about the Roman Republic. How it, was, how it was bullshit. It wasn't really a republic. It was run by rich people. And it was co-opted by a dictator. Again and again, an intergenerational, uh, not a democracy, it was a dictator, a, a monarchy. What, what are they going to say about now? I mean, you know what's interesting? Speaking of of uh, Roman Republic. Let's see. Pompeii. The city of Pompeii. Maybe I'll get there one day. I've never been. I, never, I can't get out of the tri-state area. Because I'm always working. Or just hustling and fucking trying to make this goddamn sick-ass country live up to the promises of its founding documents. I don't know. Why am I feel? Fi- I sound like that. I sound like I think I'm a victim or something. There, I apologize. I'm not a victim. Only volunteers, vic- there are no victims, only volunteers. I guess I could get the fuck out of here. If I really wanted to, I would just say bye. Bye-bye. Just put my shit in a bag, get the cats on my back and say Bye anyway so let's see so pompeii erupted in 79 AD and there was the emperor was the emperor titus it was already we were well into the roman empire right it had it had ceased to become to to be a republic functionally in our historical perspective but if you went to pompeii and they have uh, as you know they've uncovered ruins of pompeii there are still more ruins left to uncover they haven't they haven't excavated them all and recently they did another excavation of ruins which is pretty interesting and they found more artifacts they found more people who had died and they also found let me see graffiti some graffiti uh so in the there were obviously at the time of this of the of the eruption there were elections going on in Pompeii so the point is what i'm trying to say is Pompeii, the people of Pompeii, what do you think? Did they think that they were living in an an, uh, an oppressed autocracy? Or were they voting? Obviously, it was just the men. Why do I keep saying obviously? I don't know why. It's one of my verbal ticks, I suppose. But it's, to me, it's kind of interesting that w- they found on the walls of the Pompeii, of the houses in Pompeii and different different streets were different advertisements and political advertisements. Let me, I'm trying to find the, the guys. Yeah, the... Here we go. Political elections. Hmm. I can't find the guy's name. Elect Lucius... Pomus, Ampel, Ampelius, and Lucius, Vidius, Numanius, Aedilus. I beg you to elect Marcus Epidus Sabinus, Sabinus, senior magistrate with judicial power, a most worthy young man. The venerable council is electing him. Good fortune to Clemens, the venerable judge. These are the advertisements for different political candidates that were found on the walls of Pompeii. So my point is that what do you think future generations will find on our walls? Advertisement. We're having local elections. We have elections. Let's. Are we, are we free? Are we uh, effectively a democracy? Are we effectively a republic? No, they had elections in the Roman, in the Roman Empire. The people of the Roman Empire would not think that they were living in the kind of system that we know that they were living in, in retrospect. Like the Germans of Germany and Nazi Germany, they thought they were free. Not all of them, of course. It was a slave society. Oh, God, this world is so fucked up. It's always been a fucked up world. It's very depressing. Anyway, before speaking of depressing, holy shit. Ted Cruz. I hate him. I do hate him. Imagine being Ted Cruz. Oh, my God. Imagine looking in the mirror every day and... Ted Cruz is staring back at you and you think you're who do you think you are you think you're a good person I wonder does he ever really take stock in himself he's disgusting let's see He, okay, where is it? Here's how gross he is. He's gross. He's just, and this is why I called the the show that I, I, I often say. I, I say this a lot. I hope it gets into all of our consciousness that Republicans, well, conservatives, let me keep it to conservatives. Conservatives are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. Okay, they are. For example, Ted Cruz. He he, I don't know. He embarrassed himself, but he doesn't think think that. Obviously, well, there I there I go again saying obviously. I'm sorry. He was on Twitter, coming to the. All right, let me just read. This is what it, they how they broke it down in the Hill. This is from Joe Conica. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, challenged actor Ron Perlman to a wrestling match against Representative Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio, on Monday with Cruz predicting the Sons of Anarchy and Hellboy star couldn't last five minutes with the former collegiate athlete and coach. Are you fucking kidding me? You think... Anything has changed since the goddamn Roman Republic and Empire. Are you kidding me? At least then, they—I don't know. I don't think that they. Maybe they would be do. They would do this. I'll have to investigate that further. If any of the senators ever challenged any other to a wrestling match to settle a dispute, I know the violence. Well, wasn't supposed to. Violence broke out. Obviously. Well, why do I keep saying obviously? I need another word. So, the challenge came after Perlman and Representative Matt Gates, another disgusting waste of human DNA, sycophant of a goddamn con man who received fewer votes, Republican of Florida, got into a Twitter spat over US soccer removing a requirement to stand during the national anthem before matches. Well there they go again. All of the outward displays of patriotism, but none of the understanding of what it actually means because they hate America. They're they're immature. They're unfit. Like children. They have a children they have a childlike understanding of what it means to be a patriot. They don't even, I mean, what am I saying? They they have a childlike understanding of America. It's not, that's why they need a daddy. Daddy, save us from America. Save us from the scary complex system of others who don't know their place, who can vote and maybe vote us out of office. They don't know what they know, not what they do. Like William F. Buckley said, they're like animals. Animals don't vote, though. And they're gonna vote us uh, to a point where we, the rich, who we who we love hanging out with at the in a wine cave, and we love to, uh, the way that they they give us those fancy cigars and they take us on fancy golfing trips yeah the the rich they'll stop producing if we don't put these people in their place those animals who are demanding that they the rich pay some fucking taxes how about some taxes they don't pay any but that's because they will trickle it on us with their benevolence, the trickle will come eventually. Maybe in about, uh, I don't know, keep begging another 40 years. Maybe there'll be a trickle. So, oh, into the st- stand during the national anthem. Always oh, on the wrong side of history, these people. Stand. You gotta stand because that's American, you see? Forced displays of patriotism. Nothing more American than that. Oh, I mean North Korean. Nothing more fascist than forced patriotism. Forced displays of patriotism. Nothing more anti American than that. So, hence conservative okay boom i make my case which included perlman calling jordan the ugliest the ugliest politician walking well he's got a point he is he's gross inside and out and he's also a, a, a pedophile enabler he cried that's what uh, one of his victims the brother of one of the victims, said, well, of course it was fake news, though. Probably. Or that's what Jim said in Twitler. That Jim Jordan said, uh, wait, ho- hold on. He He called the guy whose brother was molested and was coming forward. And he called the guy's brother and he said, he pleaded with the student athlete to deny that he knew anything about the infamous sexual abuse scandal that rocked one of the nation's leading universities. And so, it, uh, the guy's name is Adam DeSabato, a champion wrestler at Ohio state told state legislatures, legislators, sorry, that Mr. Jordan asked him to stop His brother making claims that he had turned a blind eye to abuse by athletes, by the uh, abuse of athletes by the team doctor, Richard Strauss. Jim Jordan called me crying, crying, groveling on the 4th of July, begging me to go against my brother, begging me, crying for half an hour, he said. Unbelievable. Well, that's your Jim Jordan. That's your wonderful asshole who doesn't know how to uh wear a I don't know, what does he do? What's his thing? He he doesn't wear a jacket or he rolls up his sleeves. He's always working for the people, you see. He's always working for the people who want to rape little boys or young boys. And cover it up. Because he likes his cushy access, you see. Being the head coach or assistant coach, wherever the hell he was at this university, it was good fun for him. A lot of money. You know, you're a good old boy. So why do you like to rape children or young people? Not, you know, abuse. Hey. To each his own. That's Jim Jordan for you. A good Jesus lover. Good family man republican all oh, these people are they are irredeemable i'm sorry guys that's another thing i keep saying i can't stand it i can't stand the dlc democrats giving this party any legitimacy they they, had, they haven't earned this legitimacy they are illegitimate the democrats do them a favor they give them legitimacy by pretending they have legitimacy. Are you kidding me? They are an illegitimate party. They should be, they should be going the way of the Whigs. They couldn't go there fast enough. They are the enemies of this country. They are the grave diggers of American democracy. They are immature unfit, emotionally unfit, unstable, greed-centered ghouls who made a goddamn con man their standard-bearer, and we're talking about bipartisanship? You gotta work across the aisle? No, honey, you don't work across the aisle with a bunch of ghouls. You fight ghouls within every with every ounce of life in you. Because you're fighting for the light. You're fighting for goodness. Against the ghouls. But not Democrats. Not DLC Democrats. Let's pretend. You know why? Because they got some ghouls there too. There's some ghouls in the DLC Democratic Party. They're not as ghoulish. They may not be as ghoulish. But there, there is. that's debatable too because what's worse you know the ghoul that's outright going here i am to slit your throat or the ghoul that pretends to be your friend and then slits your throat anyway maybe there's slits they slit they they bleed you out slowly but you're still dead So Ron Perlman writes, I tell you what, Teddy boy, since mentioning Jim Jordan and wrestling is problematic, why don't we say fuck him and just make it me and you? I'll give $50,000 to Black Lives Matter and you can keep all the taxpayer money you were thinking of spending. Because, well, Ted, this was in response to Ted Cruz's tweet. Listen, hell boy, you talk a good game. But, when you got Hollywood makeup and a stunt man, but I bet ten thousand dollars to the non-political charity of your choice that you couldn't last five minutes in the wrestling ring with Jim Jordan without getting pinned. oh boy, I'd love to see that. <laughs> It would make me very horny. (laughs) And then I would think about Trump's tweets. You up for it? Or does your publicist say it's too risky? These are grown men. And Ron Perlman says, oh, wait, then, he, then Ted Cruz goes, I don't know how this goes back and forth, frankly. I get it. <laughs> You're rich. <laughs> Ted Cruz isn't, isn't rich, though, right? Nah. He's in it for, to help us. He wants to help us not have health care. Or Dignity. Or democracy. Ted Cruz isn't rich, though. Let's see, his uh, his estimated net worth is only three million dollars. Well, three million one hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars and sixty-eight uh, cents. He's not rich, though. I guess rich is relative. Let's see how much Jim Jordan is worth. This is all in open secrets. Jim Jordan? Oh, well, this is in 2014. I don't know. I do not know why. It is so long ago we got a last report that Jim Jordan, he's only made... Two hundred and seven thousand dollars in two hundred 2014. Hmm. That's interesting. How come we don't get any more data on him since then? I mean, it's been a few years he's been in the house. James, Jim, G-Y-M, Jordan. But it's funny how Ted Cruz calls out ron perlman for being rich when he's he's a fucking millionaire scumbag yeah he's a man of the people a blue collar millionaire like our our god bless red white and blue loving president despite receiving fewer votes thank you jesus you made a miracle happen or was that the electoral college from slavin days either way thank you slavin days without those slavin days in this racist ass country i wouldn't be as a poor dumb white bastard kicking down on black people at least i'm not one of those And I get to drink some liberal tears every morning while I'm calling somebody the N-word in my shack with my meth lab, unable to get health care, dying needlessly, prematurely, without fucking $400 to my name. But at least I am a, not I'm a Republican. I do I pull myself up by my bootstraps. And I love those liberal tears and I love this Ted Cruz. It was so funny when he said, "Oh, you're you're rich." <laughs> he really got that Hollywood liberal. He got him. What? He made 300 He's worth $3 million? Well, he's he's a good Jesus lover. Well, that goes to show me that maybe one day I, too, will be somebody who has millions. I'll just marry... I'll marry someone who is a, a vice president at Goldman Sachs, just like him. And I'll be able to... Just, i lick up i lick that president's balls that trump's balls nobody's got to give me a dime to do it i'll do it willingly that's why i'm in i i that's why i'm in this boat i'm looking on the internet i love twitter except when they fact check the president the so-called president well now i sound like tarot buster getting all liberal you're rich but apparently soft not like David Koch I had to get down and do do for David Koch what Monica did for Bill but that's beside the point I'm Ted Cruz I needed him to trickle on me otherwise I don't know it doesn't look good Let's see. So he says, Teddy... So this is Ron Perlman. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. What kind of a motherfucker offers to have another guy, probably asleep at the time, kick another guy's ass? (laughs) These people. These are men. Grown men. The back and forth came after Getz tweeted that he'd rather... The U.S not have a soccer team then have a soccer team that won't stand for the national anthem. Well then get the fuck out. How about that? Matt Gates? How about you secede? There's an idea. Who wants to give them I don't know, there's good people everywhere. There's normal liberals fighting for the right so on the right side of history every, in every state. I recognize that. but isn't there some place? Isn't there some empty field in Kansas somewhere? We can tell them, we can give that to them. Succeed. Take your Twitler with you. Then you can have no health care. You can have Jesus as your health care. You can have Jesus as your education system. Stay there. We will put up a wall around you. Trust us, we don't want... You, we don't want you coming in. We don't know illegal immigration from that Republican hellhole, whatever you're gonna call it. Twitlerville. It'll probably be called Trump, Trump land or something. Something stupid. Well, something typical. You just call it Trump. Like everything else that fails. <laughs> I'd rather, this is Matt Gates. I'd rather not have a soccer team than have a soccer team that won't stand for the national anthem. Oh, my God, my stars, I'm getting the vapors. That, there's no forced patriotism, more, no forced displays of patriotism happening at my sporting events. What are we? What kind of freedom is that? You shouldn't get to play under our flag as a national team if you won't stand when it is raised. That's what I say to my wife. You don't get to play if you don't stand when it's raised. Wifey. Ugh, does he have a wife? Who cares? You know he doesn't have a husband because even if he was gay... He doesn't have the courage to be gay, to live an authentic life. He's a sycophant. He's a Nazi. You know he is. In a different time, this is Rudolf Hess. Let's look at him right now. And I will show you. That's the wrong page. Beep, pop, pop. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Look at that face. Come on, come on, come on. Let's see if I can open this. Are you serious? This is his Twitter profile picture. That is Rudolf Hess. Okay? Yes it is. He's even got the brow, the 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 deep-set eyes. In another time, he would be Hitler. And that would be Hess. A true believer. He's gross. He's... And not that smart. That's the other thing. Hess was an idiot. God, these people are gross. All of them. All Republicans. Why is that? Not all... Let's see, how's that go? It's like every spiritual axiom. Not all gross, not all Republicans are gross, but all gross people are Republican. Idiots. Gates retorted by calling Perlman a racial justice warrior. What does that mean? Oh, you're supposed to be embarrassed by that. Uh, it's so bizarre. I, let's see, hold on. Uh, US soccer team called, and you guessed it. They said they couldn't give any less of a fuck about what you two dipshits think. Yes, it's true. So Gates retorted by calling Pearlman a racial justice warrior. <laughs> oh my God! The pain! Wow, zinger! While also criticizing him for playing a fictional white supremacist on the FX series *Sons of Anarchy*. Series *Sons of Anarchy*. Yeah, it's stories. Human beings are storytellers. It's kind of how the the one of the ways we make di- dipshits out of Republicans and conservatives. That's why they think they're always being picked on. When you tell the truth about them. You shine a light on them and you show them how stupid and ugly they are to the world. So kids are like, gee, I don't want to be that. (laughs) Oh, I know. You don't want to be him either, Junior. Let's look at Tara Junior Junior now. He is the Antifa cat. I have named him. This is our Antifa cat. We have Francis Jr. Jr. and we have Tara Jr. Jr., the Antifa cat. (laughs) Right? I should show you Tara Jr. Jr. A video of him asleep. Having a dream. It was very cute. But that's not the topic of the show. Wait. Should I show you that video? Where is it? Everybody's tuning out. In the meantime, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. If you want the show to continue, maybe you don't. Maybe you you hate the show. Maybe you hate me. That's okay. To each his own. It's all relative. And maybe... You don't like democracy. You don't like to have a free democratic society that works for all. That could be, that could be. Oh my God. I Should I show you this video? Who wants to see the video of Tara Jr. Jr. sleeping on the chat? is if anybody wants to see it, tell me. Yes. (laughs) Of course, everybody's voting yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, you forced me into it, internet. (laughs) You're going to love it. I can't play the whole thing, but it's pretty amazing. He's, it's kind of weird too because his eyes, one of his eyes are open a little bit and he's in a deep, deep sleep and he's dreaming and growling and being very funny. All right. Let me just forward it to when I get to a good part. Let's see, can you hear it? Come on, dreaming, dream. Hurry up and dream. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Look, here he goes. Can you hear it? <laughs> uh, uh. Let's see (laughs) Look at his eyes (laughs) This is noise he's making At you. <laughs> Isn't wake that up. funny? Alright, then I woke him up. Wake up. <laughs>
4: hey. It took me a long hey. time to wake him up. I got
1: scared. Wake up. Finally, you're up. <laughs> he you was really up. out of it. Let's see. <laughs> this is the best show ever. I wonder what he was dreaming of. <laughs> what was he dreaming of? What were you dreaming of? He was really into it. And he was just like twitching and making all those noises. Like... That was you. That was you. Anyway, guys, I guess that's a good way to end the show for now because it is late and I said I wouldn't do a three hour show. So it's only two and a half hours at this point. I want to thank you all for being you and being a patron and being my friend and for all your support. All of your help, all your super chats, all of your patronage. And also, I need you all to tweet at Anand Garahardes that you want him to talk to me. Let me see. I can put that in the chat. The tweet. Well, uh, where is it? On Discord. If you're on Discord... Hopefully you're on Discord. Anybody can be on Discord, by the way. It doesn't have to be a patron or you don't have to be a member in any way. But Anand Gerhardes had a thing on his Twitter account saying, Who should I? I'm experimenting with different models of online communications that can be streamed and seen by all. Thanks to many of you for the advice. Question. Whom would you like to see me have a super long, meandering conversation with of the kind impossible on TV? And I asked people to send him this. Send him me. Anyway, it's I'm dreaming. He won't answer me. He, he's ghosted me. Even though he follows me on Twitter, I don't know. I asked him to come on the show. He doesn't want to know about Terrorbuster. That's why we have to build the show, keep on going, I don't know, one day at a time. Thank you all for getting me through another day. It's the truth. Good night, Els. Good night, Terry. Good night, Daniel. Good night, Joe. Good night, Steve. Right? Beyond cute. So that's why I have to say I don't eat animals, because... They all dream like that. Anyway, whatever. I'll leave that for another day. Thinking about poor little Junior running through the fields in his dreams. I, I wondered what he was dreaming. Maybe he was dreaming about me. Feeding him and Francis. Does he dream about us? He must. All right. Good night, Haiku. Good night, Cats. Good night, Terry and Steve and... Darth, and Jim, of course, and who else? Mark. Who else is here? Did I miss anybody? Who else is still here? Good night. This is like the Waltons. And Joe. Yes, I got you, Joe. Thank you all. All right. Like I always say... We stick together. We win. It is true. We are on the right side of history. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that covert white rabbit. My baby Pascal died in surgery. I said euthanize him while he dreams of hunting gazelles. Mm. That is sad. You brought tears to my eyes. Now I got to go. All right. We stick together, we win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'm not sure when the next show will be. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. depends on my mood and everything else. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. Please become a patron if you can, if you believe in the liberal media. Hopefully, we will. I mean, we will win, hopefully, in our lifetime. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. I will see you very soon.